At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are off and running on a Monday night. Good to start your week here from the Circus Sportsbook. That is Jeff Parles. I am Tim Murray. And if you had... The Tampa Bay Lightning laying five and a half goals. You're feeling pretty comfortable right now because, <laughs> Jeff, they lead six to nothing after two periods of hockey. They scored just moments in to this game. Varlamov was pulled in the first period, and it has been all Tampa Bay in game five of the, I was about to call them the Eastern Conference Finals, but the oh, yeah, Stanley are. Cup playoff semifinals. The Islanders up six, or sorry, the Lightning up. Six to nothing against the New York Islanders looking to take a 3-2 series lead. Uh, updated price here at Circa for this game. Islanders plus six and a half. You can get it at plus uh, minus 130. And the total is seven and a half. Juice to the under minus 140 as well. Can I interest you in anything available? I, I can't. I, I wanted to take under going into this third period, but can't do it because Barzell just got a five a five minute and a misconduct. So the Lightning are going to be on a power play for five minutes, and it's one of those continuous. It's a major, so continuous. They can score as many times as they want, and since they've scored. Five times, five on five tonight, and one of their goals is a power play goal. I, I'm not really interested in that uh, seven and a half, even though the under is plus 140. Uh, on yeah, I under. Miss, I'm sorry, yeah. I misspoke. Uh, juice to the over, I beg yeah. your pardon, minus 160 yeah. to the over, I, I don't want plus it, 140 to don't, the under. Don't, don't want it. I was going to take it, but I don't want it. So, uh, yeah, it is all lightning. They will take a 3-2 series lead. Last night, the Golden Knights, looking like they were going to fall behind three games to one, which... Wasn't uh, making me feel great, considering uh, I took the Knights last night, like probably everyone else in Las Vegas, and I uh, I took them on the series price on Friday night. Uh, I know there were there were some good prices in town. I think uh, some spots had it at as low as minus one thirty. Jeff, um, actually no, we were talking to Johnny Avello on Friday night, and they opened minus one twelve for the Golden Knights, and I ended up. Uh, grabbing it here at minus 155. So obviously not the best number, uh, but the Golden Knights did even things up last night, 2-2, two to two, overtime win over the Canadians back in Las Vegas tomorrow night. And we will, of course, be discussing that one. No basketball tonight. So we're a little, uh, it's been, a, it's a little rarefied air for us. We've been in, in this uh, gluttony of, of NBA playoff hoops and no game tonight. We will have Suns and... Uh, we will have Game 2 of the Suns and Clippers tomorrow. Chris Paul has been ruled out. He is symptom-free. Those are the reports. Um, but still in the protocol with COVID. Uh, so we'll see when he's available. Kawhi Leonard also has been ruled out for Game 2. And Marcus Morris, uh, his status remains up in the air for Game number 2 with a right knee injury. He only played five minutes 
on Sunday afternoon, yesterday afternoon. So right now, uh, in most spots in town, you're seeing Phoenix laying five and a half. If you like the Clippers, you can get a six out there at the South Point. Um, we'll talk much more about that game and that series uh, as the show goes on, and we'll we'll talk some Bucks and Hawks here, Jeff. But real quickly, uh, game about to get started. Dodgers-Padres, the last time we saw these two teams, oh, man, was that a treat. So much fun. What a series it was. And how about this, Nuggets? This is the first time that the Los Angeles Dodgers have been an underdog since October 7th, 2019. That was game four of the NLDS when Max Scherzer started for the Nats. Rich Hill started for the Dodgers. Julio Urias came in out of the bullpen. He got the loss that day. Mr. Urias starting tonight. And the Padres, Jeff, are a favorite against the Dodgers. And I am on the Dodgers. That's all I'll say, Tim Murray, which means that the Padres, if you bet the Padres, congratulations on your winning bet. <laughs> See, this has been one of those days, so we're already, we're already off and running with that. All right. Uh, I do have a play on this game. We'll get to that, but let's get things rolling right here. Cap here on VSIN. That is Jeff Parles. I am Tim Murray. We are live from the Circus Sportsbook on a Monday evening where we're swimming around looking for things to discuss. We have a hockey game that is a blowout. The Tampa Bay Lightning leads six, yes, six to nothing, Jeff, after two periods of hockey. So if you bet the over, you didn't even need a goal from the New York Islanders. The Lightning took care of it for you as it was five and a half, juiced heavily to the under in most spots. And now if you want to get in game, you have to play some juice on, pay some juice on the over in most spots. Uh, actually, DraftKings here showing juice to the under uh, at seven and a half. And six and a half is the current puck line <laughs> <laughs> with, the, uh, with it being uh, plus six and a half. Uh, minus 134 the New York Islanders so it's been all lightning and they will be heading uh they will be enjoying themselves a 3-2 lead heading back to Nassau Coliseum for what it's worth that uh that that seven and a half at DraftKings actually actually shifted to an eight. Oh, so that's now eight with the uh with the juice that we saw on your our screen minus 155 on the under eight so uh, if you take under eight or really over eight in that one, I think you uh, I think you're heading for a push at this point. Again, Tampa might score seven times on the next, on the ensuing power play with how things have gone tonight for the Islanders. Um, real quickly, we are going to have a, a thrilling baseball game as uh, anytime the Dodgers and Padres get together, <laughs> uh, if they can replicate what we had, uh, what was that a couple months ago, we will take it. Uh, this game about to uh, about to get underway. Looking at prices uh, across town, Jeff, the cheapest you can find on the favorite San Diego Padres. Yes, the Dodgers, an underdog for the first time since the playoffs of 2019. A stretch of 150 consecutive. That is unbelievable, really. And I I know I'm guilty of saying that word too often, but they went all of last year, every game. Regular season playoffs, they were a favorite, and they've gone every game up until now as a favorite as well. And you could find the Padres minus 132 if you like the Padres tonight in spots in town. And if you like the Dodgers, you like plus money, like Jeff Parles, 
plus 126 on the Dodgers tonight. Like I said, Tim, uh, this is just one of those scenarios where, again, it's a once. We may see it again later this series. I don't think so. But, again, it hasn't happened since game four of the DS mm-hmm. in 2019. Uh, that was Scherzer's great performance in that game. But Sure was. Look, look Tim, uh, it's just one of those scenarios where, if the Dodgers lose, so be it. I'm not going to be. I, I, it's just going to be one of those. You tip your hat and move to the next one, just because you're never going to get a scenario with this where the Dodgers are a dog. And it's not like it's a humongous pitching mismatch. Mm-mm. Not at all. Urias is really good. And and Darvish and, hasn't been pitching all that well his and, last couple and, starts. And I will say this because today is the first day that they're doing the the uh, the half baked. Uh, Security checks for the the, oh. the illegal substances. Where saw it with uh, Jacob Degrom. Basically, every every pitcher's had to go through it, and it's basically uh, kind of like like uh, that that one meme of the uh, <laughs> of the security yeah. guy just just barely barely Dying. even checking for anything as people are enter- entering whatever venue they may be entering. So uh, it, it just it just in case of like Darvish actually doesn't have anything on him because he is someone who has been a proponent of, hey, I need the rosin and the sunscreen mm-hmm. to help me grip the baseball. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see if he struggles tonight because of uh, the new rules where it's, again, the uh, the the really uh, lackadaisical pat-down from the umpires. And if you, uh, if, you, if you expect some action early on, Dodgers or Padres to score a run in the first inning, I think Aaron Oster, our producer, has yes plus 120. So you'll have that going. And uh, I took... The uh, the Padres first five. I, to your point, I know it's not a huge mis- uh, piss- pitching mismatch, uh, but I will side on the favor of you, Darvish. And uh, I took the Padres at a little bit. I think it was minus one twenty-five when I grabbed them on the first. Keep things interesting tonight. Let's just keep things interesting. Speaking, we can of, both win, Tim. We can. Let's cheer for both of us. Dodgers up one nothing after five. Or excuse me, Padres, Padres one nothing after five, five and then three one final. Cool. Rolling. There we go. Uh, there we go. And that run scoring in the first inning. So everyone's happy. Aaron Oster's happy. That's a Tatis homer. He's got a little bit on that. So there we go. Perfect scenario. Tatis, first inning home run, one nothing after five, and then Dodgers win at 3-1. to one. Perfect scenario for the nightcap tonight. Yesterday, you were on the air. You signed off prior to the end of this game. The Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, boy. Woo, boy. Got some splaining to do. Now, I was able to hedge off of this because I played the Clippers, or sorry, the the uh, the Sixers on the series price after they lost game one. I got it at minus 130 a little late. You know, JVT got it at minus 110. But I was able to because of the, the, the money line that was out there for this game. I think I got it around plus 254. So I hedged off of that. And then I was hoping for a middle. Sixers by three, and obviously they lost last night. Um, not much to say on the Sixers because, you know, for this show's purposes and this network's purposes, we like to look forward at, at the games ahead. But, man, what that series for Ben Simmons, I just and, – and, and also needs to be pointed out, too, Doc Rivers was, was, was not good either. So there, there's a lot of questions in Philadelphia, and I can only imagine what – WIP was talking about <laughs> today. Uh, as we all know, they really put the brotherly love into that city, especially when their sports teams are are, are flailing. And uh, 
We'll see what this uh, this offseason brings. Points Bet has some unique props out there, which we'll dive into a little bit later on in the show about the future of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. But man, what a what really, you know, we we laid into the Jazz pretty hard on Friday night, Jeff. Rightfully so. Oh yeah. The Sixers deserve it too. I oh, mean, oh, they yes. were that was that was embarrassing. It's not a knock on the Hawks, but you can't lose that series. You can't lose game seven. And Ben Simmons, I mean, there was a moment, Jeff, where you know, he gets an opportunity right at the bucket and dishes it out for a, you know, a three-point attempt. He just was was all out of sorts, you know, for um uh for this team. And uh, we'll see what this offseason brings. Yeah, look, it, it could be a very, it could be a very active offseason, or it could be an offseason and just a lot, of, a, a lot of bark, uh, but no bite, uh, as they would say. Uh, but Tim, look, the Doc Rivers angle, I still think is the bigger angle here. Like Simmons was horrible in this series. He took three shot attempts in the fourth quarter in a seven-game series. When you're being paid 146 million dollars, it's and impossible. None, and none, zero yesterday. None game in seven, six, six and five, five, and four. Right, last and, four games. Yeah. Like the only zero and game two he didn't either. But game two was was a blowout that Philly actually didn't collapse in. But Doc Rivers now, this is this is not a pattern anymore. This is this is what he is. He's just this is this is the type of coach that he is because the the Tim the three worst second round collapses of the last ten years are all Doc Rivers teams. Mm-hmm. The 2015 Clippers up 3-1 on the Rockets and then get Josh Smith hitting six three-pointers in the second half of game six, blowing a 22-point lead, losing that in seven. Last year against the Nuggets, and now this. And look, I, 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 it kind of got swept under the rug this year because they were the number one seed, mm-hmm. because they had such a good regular season, because Joel Embiid was so good in the regular season. But this series was really the culmination of what Doc Rivers had done to Ben Simmons, where the aggressiveness was really was only there in spurts in the regular season. He had that huge game in Utah back in February, and then since then really didn't have any big games the, re- the last three months of the season. And now you have a situation where a guy who was supposed to, who was an All Star, remember this year, you're supposed supposed to be your number two star. Mm-hmm. And now he's at the point where, what are you even going to get back for him in a trade? I don't even know what you could get that's even half decent at this point because of said contract and because his offensive skill just poof. You could have got, and it's revisionist history. Could have gotten Harden. Could have gotten James Harden. <laughs> yeah. Houston would have loved to bring back Ben Simmons, and now you're selling. You know, you know we. We don't do we, we talk about buy high, you know, buy low, sell high. I mean, you're selling at an all-time low on Ben Simmons right now if you're in the trade market. Now there could be teams out there still intrigued by the defense and you know maybe they think they can you know make him better offensively. I know those are the reports now for Philadelphia, but uh, real quickly before we jump into the Bucks and Hawks series, which is a massive price, as you would imagine. Doc Rivers, this series, 18 point lead blown in game four. The inexplicable one to me still is game five, up 26 at half at home, and they don't win. And then shooting just five for 23 from three. Um, no, uh, sorry, uh, Trey Young was was not great. You know, this wasn't a, a vintage Trey Young game, Jeff. It was a a, a game in which Trey Young was held 
in check. Trey, Trey Young was having a John Starks game for a good yeah. chunk of that game. Five for 23 in yeah. that. And then, as you mentioned, last year for the Los Angeles Clippers, 16-point lead blown in Game 5, 19-point game blown in Game 6, 12-point uh, lead blown in Game 7. Nah, just just, a, just uh, an abject disaster. So, the Hawks, though, they deserve credit. Here yes, they are. Taking advantage. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. No DeAndre Hunter, obviously, uh, for them moving forward. The Bucks get it done. Uh, did you see the, <laughs> the tweet out there? So, Game 5, when Kevin Durant goes nuclear, 49-17-10, there was a moment after the game in which Steve Nash, his head coach, hugs him and just kind of right into his chest after the game is over. Well, somebody put together that image, except they had superimposed Mike Budenholzer's face on Steve Nash and Kevin Durant's feet on Kevin Durant's head because it saved his job. There's no doubt that it saved his job. And I was saying it earlier this morning on on the show that I'm part of in Milwaukee, I'm not convinced if they don't win this series, the Bucs, that he doesn't get fired. The Sixers, I think he could have been okay. You lose to the Hawks, there's going to have some questions. But, you know, Aaron and I were just looking at the odds here, the exactas. If you like the Hawks and you think there's a chance, I think it's worth, and I'm saying if, I don't necessarily like the Hawks. I think the Bucs will win this series. But if you like the Hawks, I would be just stunned, Jeff, if they sweep or win this in five. So you don't want forty to one. I, I think <laughs> going ten to one and ten to one, essentially getting at plus five hundred, a little bit more, um, a little bit more bang for your buck than the overall series price of plus three fifty. Obviously, you're you're leaving yourself open for the fact that the Hawks could sweep or win in five. I just feel like if the Hawks win this series, which I don't think they will, but if they do, I would look at game win in six, win in seven. Uh, that would be the route that I would go. But I, I think the Bucks win this series. Um, I think they have figured some things out. Um, and I just, their size and, and how they started to play. I mean, you look at the way Giannis played down the stretch. He's, he's playing like an MVP again there, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Look, and... Middleton was very good down the stretch of that series as mm-hmm. well. I think Milwaukee's winning in five. And got to put a bet on it. I, I wish I was getting better than plus two thirty. Yeah. Uh, but but look, I, I'm in a scenario here, Tim, where I would be looking looking at how Atlanta won that series against Philadelphia, and it's very hard to win one series in the NBA playoffs by smoke and mirrors. It's almost impossible to do it twice, especially when you're the inferior team. And look, Atlanta, up until Game 7, where I thought Atlanta was the better team last night. I, I, I do think that, even with I agree. even with Trey Young not having a great game. Uh, Red Velvet obviously saving the day. What a day for Kevin Hurter. Team Herter. Ginger, baby. But before Game 7, Atlanta was the better team for five quarters, really, yeah. of the whole series. If you do that against Milwaukee, you might get swept. That just, again, getting past Brooklyn, it feels like the weight is off their shoulders. We finally beat a big-time team in the playoffs, which this group really has not done before. And now you get Atlanta who, again, Tim, this Atlanta, this Atlanta run is completely insane. This team didn't even make the bubble last year. Mm-hmm. They missed out on the bubble 
they had such a bad regular season. And now, again, totally different looking team because Capella's fully ingrained in the system. They signed Bogdanovich. Uh, they made a few, like Gallinari also as well. They made a, good, a few good moves uh, to help them improve and get to this point. But it's going to run out here in this series. So Milwaukee wins this series. I wish I was getting better than plus 230. If I was getting about, if I was getting $3 on, on Milwaukee in five, I think I would do it, Tim. You know, it, it 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 feels a little bit like a series. I'm trying to think of a comparison. Um, and and I don't know. This series now is just fresh in my mind because we talked about the Dodgers um, and the Nationals in 2019 when the Nats and Dodgers. Nats were a massive underdog against the Dodgers. They beat the Dodgers, and to your point, they finally got that monkey off their back, getting out of the first round, and. For the Bucks, now they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago when they went up 2-0, overtime game three, lose that, and then they lose the next three to Toronto. But to your point, it almost feels like, Jeff, okay, we're good, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is a sweep by the Bucks. I wouldn't be shocked by that like, either. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, we had that war, and 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 look, I, I said on the show, I, I lost with the Sixers because I had a, a Sixers future. I just liked the way the, the bracket broke down, and they, they flamed out. Uh, they had no business losing to Atlanta. They're a better team, but they did, and the Atlanta Hawks are here. They deserve a ton of credit. They're ahead of schedule, very ahead of schedule, oh, yeah. and I think this is an opportunity maybe for the Bucks to flex a little bit, feel good about themselves. I'm not calling it, but I wouldn't be surprised at plus 395, similar to Jeff, what you said about you know, bucks and five. That's not great value on a sweep. No. So, Dodgers and Padres underway. Will Aaron Oster get a early winner? We'll get you updated on everything you need to know next, right here on the Nightcap. Here on VSIN, make sure to download the iHeart app or the VSIN app. You can listen to us for free anywhere you are and uh, also check out the video vsin.com. That is Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray. And later on in this hour, we'll get the latest on the Los Angeles Clippers, their health situation. Also, maybe even throwing a little bit on the Lakers. What's the future out there? You've heard a lot of speculation, a lot of questions uh, about who could be added to the Lakers as they will try to make another run towards a title next year with health for Anthony Davis. So we will uh, we will talk to our good friend Kyle Goon later on this hour. Eric Eager next hour as well uh, to talk a little NFL. And uh, I've got some I've got some thoughts bubbling up in this brain here, Jeff. Uh, that I want to want to. Is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> Me thinking is never really a good thing, but. Um, Touchdown, Tampa Bay. And I'm not talking about the Buccaneers. It is now 7-0. Yikes. The Tampa Bay Lightning lead 7-0. You mentioned you would get a power play goal. You got it. Yeah, Braden Braden Point scoring again. So uh, they have three power play goals here tonight. Steven Stamkos, by the way, he scored the game's first goal, Jeff. 45 seconds into this thing, uh, Semyon Varlamov, the goalie for the Islanders, he was yanked after Alex Killorn uh, scored uh, late in the first period. Seven goals for the Tampa Bay Lightning as they will take a 3-2 series lead and it will be uh, do or die for the Islanders in maybe the final game ever in Nassau Coliseum. 
coming up on uh, Wednesday night. Well, they they have to win. They have to win. Uh, have to win both and go to the Stanley Cup in order to do that. Here you go. Look at this. Oh, they're, look, they're look, doing look, the check look, of you, Darvish. There we go. There, that, that that that's what we all came to the ballpark for, Tim. It's what it's what makes the game better. Thank you, Commissioner Manfred. Oh man. Um. So are they doing <laughs> that to everybody? They're doing it. They're. So what I've seen today is after the after your first inning they'll do it and then for a starter if you get through five they'll do it again. Oh okay so it's it's not really random so if I'm gonna do the you know rosin sunscreen concoction let's just we'll we'll lather it up second inning. <laughs> uh, but it is scoreless in uh, in San Diego bottom of the first inning Julio Urias on the hill. For the Dodgers, uh, you and I, not against each other necessarily. No, I have full game. You have first we five. We both can win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it took first five on the a little, uh, a, just believing in you, Darvish, and that we could get a run or two across here for the Padres. Uh, but you've got full game uh, for, for the Dodgers. First time, as we mentioned, first time they've been an underdog since the 2019 NLDS. Game four against the Washington Nationals. Julio Urias was the losing pitcher. Didn't start that day. If I remember he serves me correctly. Did Rich Hill leave because of injury? I can't remember. Uh, but he left early. Urias was in there. He got lit up pretty good. And the Nats won that game to force a game five, which if my memory serves me correct, um, the Nats won. Yeah, they won that game. I think Howie Kendrick had a big blow in that yeah, game. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw might have come in out of the bullpen, might have given up two home runs to Juan Soto and, and Anthony Rendon. I, I don't know. I, I just have – that's it's a little fuzzy. A little fuzzy, Jeff, not that clear. Um, but it is a scoreless bottom of the first. Hopefully some classics are coming uh, with this series. Your Mets, after losing three of four this weekend – to a to a team in the nation's capital. And Kyle Schwarber went uh, got a little got a little hot during that weekend. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, earlier today, they got got it done with Jacob Degrom, and now they are uh, heading to the bottom of the seventh in a shortened game because of the doubleheader, down one to nothing. So right now, bottom seven in New York. Mets trying to uh, sweep a doubleheader, but need need a couple runs here in the bottom of the seventh. The only run that has been scored in this game, a solo bomb from Ronald Acuna Jr., who was doing the old uh, Hulk Hogan, like, let me hear you, City Field. So so, did, so uh, the Braves last night in the second of a doubleheader won one nothing on an Acuna homer. Mm-hmm. So trying to do back-to-back days, second game of the double dip, Winning one nothing on an Acuna solo shot. So Atlanta trying to do that, get the split. And I will say, I was a little nervous when the, with DeGrom starting, with not missing a start after the shoulder blocking. And Jacob DeGrom only allowed one hit. And quite frankly, it should have been a fly ball that should have been caught by either Almora or Dom Smith. That DeGrom guy is pretty good, Tim. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about Jacob DeGrom later on in the program. But his numbers are just Ridiculous. out of control. Lowered his ERA to point. Don't look now. Guess who's winning? The Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, there Lost we go. Lost 17 in a row. Five, 40 of, or 45 of 50. Ben Simmons said, I'm not playing for Team Australia. Will he be playing for the Sixers come next year? We'll discuss that next right here on the Nightcap.
summer, it's time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new VSIN gear. We've got hats, shirts, mugs with the VSIN logo or betting sayings like cash and tickets is what it's all about. I believe Mr. Musburger coined that phrase, and it's not under till it's over. I just got that shirt. I'm going to wear it. Wear it tomorrow, Jeff, just for you. Visit the VSIN store today, vsin.com backslash store. Find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift. Once again, that website, vsin.com backslash score. Speaking of scoring, Aaron Oster, winner, winner, chicken dinner, plus 120. Yes, there will be a run in the first inning, and advancing on the throw was, uh, was it Cronenworth? who came through with the RBI single there, and the Padres have an early one nothing lead, no outs in the bottom of the first inning. Um, I would say I'm enjoying this start as I do have the Padres' first five. But I want everyone to win, you know? So w- just, just don't be more than 2 nothing in the hole, and first, I'm okay. First two five. 2-1, first, first five. First five, ten. give me a win, and then we'll, we'll, we'll try to turn the tides there on the Padres so you can get the full game. Um, so we can all be winners, but Aaron Oster already a winner with the uh, plus 120. Yes, there will be a run in the first inning of this Padres-Dodgers game. First time since October of 2019, the Dodgers are an underdog. They are a dog tonight against the San Diego Padres. Hey, what do we have going on at Camden Yards? In my opinion, the second best ballpark in baseball. One of the best for sure. Uh, always, I haven't been to all of them. But. Oh, oh, always, always love going, uh, going to get in the game there for sure. I was, uh, I was spoiled as a kid, growing up, going to games at, uh, at, at Camden Yards. Tremendous location. They've continued to build up around it. It's a ton of fun, and always, it, it used to be the, the saying. You know, you're a Mets fan, but you grew up with, I'm sure, a lot of Yankee fans. Um, it was cheaper. Oh, it was to yeah. come down on the Amtrak to go to an Oriole Yankee game than it was to go to a game at Yankee Stadium. But what is happening right now? End of seven innings in the Charm City, Mr. Parles. Yeah, uh, no-hitter alert. (laughs) Ring the bell. Oh, boy. We need a sounder. Oh, boy. We need a sounder at this point. Oh, Machado got all that 4-0 Padres. But uh, in uh, in Baltimore, Jake Odorizzi and Christian Javier. Sorry. uh, Combining uh, interesting dance moves there, Tim. Combining so far through seven no-hit innings, only one base runner on a walk uh, for Baltimore. So, uh, and the meat of the order just was retired there. So, uh, this may get a little bit easier as it goes along here. Uh, Astros up 7 nothing. Uh, looking at a potential, uh, well, well, we haven't had no hitter in a while. It's been, what, know, it's been it's three like, and a half weeks, yeah, right? Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. I yeah. mean, uh, you figured were we ever going to have another one again. Um we're not just going to all talk baseball here, but there, there's some interesting things right now. Bottom seven. Remember, this is a seven-inning game because it was a doubleheader earlier today. Uh, Jeff's New York Mets have men on first and second with one out against the Atlanta Braves. McCann, they, McCann's going to ground it to a 5-4-3, Tim. <laughs> hey, that's what's happening here. This guy. That's what's happening here. <laughs> what, what it was like, speaking of no-hitters, you know, we're tongue-in-cheek. We haven't had a no-hitter in a long time. What was it, last week? That Stanford Steve yelled at you for being too optimistic, and now the pessimism has set in to the to the New York Mets fan this over here. This is just one of those games where where uh, where it does. Oh well, actually, McCann oh. McCann McCann can't ground it to a double play when it gets hit in the foot. So, Base is loaded, so they're loaded. Uh, Will Smith making a little bit of a mess here 
in this ninth inning. And now it's uh, it's going to be up to Kevin Pillar, uh, who has, again, had a very nice season uh, this year uh, in a part-time role. And, of course, this is uh, this is against the team that uh, Pillar uh, took the fastball to the nose in about a month ago, Tim. So a mm-hmm. uh, big spot here. And uh, a fly ball will get the job done to at least force this game to extra innings in the eighth inning because, we, uh, of course, we love that. By the way, the Lightning just scored again. It's eight, eight nothing. Eight nothing. Yeah. Got the two point conversion. <laughs> eight nothing. And it's good you, thing I didn't bet that under. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> what? You could have got. Uh, over minus one. Well, that's right. It yeah. was minus one. Minus one. Minus one sixty. Sixty. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, so, how to play the pay the juice? I actually thought about. Uh, I mean, the lightning minus six and a half was even money. It's actually a pretty good. bet. <laughs> it was a good bet. <laughs> Should have played it. So, oh, oh no! Look at this in Baltimore. Oh, it's pouring. We got a, we got a uh, someone with a foreign substance situation going on here. Uh, well, it's Angel Hernandez, so it's uh, not impossible that something could be ridiculous. There. Well, they're making them rub. Yeah, they're making uh, whoever's in right now for the. Or- By the way, it is downpouring there in. Oh boy, and that's how the Mets lose. I, I, th- I think he was safe. <laughs> By the way, so. As we're watching, giving play-by-play of a baseball game, which is super entertaining, I know. Uh, there was a line drive to third, and it does look like the Mets have no, they, not you, you might as well. You might as well challenge. There's two outs in the last inning. Yeah. Uh, so that was, a, that was a scorching rope. That was a pretty nice play by Austin Riley, actually, third to get the glove down. Uh, but uh, the Braves are not leaving the field, so that's probably indicative of what their thoughts are, at least, of this. Um, we're going to talk some Clippers uh, in a little bit. Kyle Goon going to join us uh, in just a moment. But we 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 open the show with the Philadelphia 76ers. And oh, by the way, he's, he he's safe. Okay. He, he, at least he should be safe. Again, instant replay in Major League Baseball is a uh, a random thing from time to time. But he should be safe. He's yeah. safe. Yeah. Okay. Um. So there are some odds at points bet, and you can only bet this in Illinois. Okay. But interesting. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but if Ben Simmons is traded, where does he go? The Portland Trailblazers are the favorite at plus 250. I saw a hypothetical trade that would uh, send C.J. McCollum back to uh, an area that he knows well in, in Philadelphia, and you have Ben Simmons matched up with Damian Lillard. Okay. The Wizards... Uh, that one doesn't make a ton of sense. But well, you want to do the Simmons Westbrook's flip? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess if you're the Wizards, you'd take it. I don't know. Um, I, well, the well, the thought process because I did listen uh, listen a little bit to Philadelphia radio. Oh, today, you did. Because, How was that oh, today? Hey, hey, look, anytime anything crazy happens with any of those teams, it's always a must listen uh, there for sure. And also, my guy John Jansen uh, yeah. is on there as well. But uh, the the thought process is. Package enough to get Bradley Beal if Beal is unhappy with Washington. But I, I don't know. I, the Sixers just don't have enough unless if you're flipping Embiid, which is not happening in order to get Beal. That uh, would be my guess on why the Wizards are all the way second on that list. <laughs> I like that the Thunder on this list. Thunder's like, yeah, we'll take your contracts. Give us some draft picks. Kemba, oh. take, take, take Kemba Walker's bad contract back? I don't know. They're worse <laughs> ideas. I guess. Yeah, and if they could, if the Sixers send something, I don't know. Um, but maybe they could build around him. Who knows? I don't think Ben Simmons is traded, but we've seen crazier things, and the offseason has only just begun. No Kawhi Leonard 
What about Marcus Morris? Will he be on the floor tomorrow night for the Clippers who are down 0-1? We'll talk to Kyle Goon next right here on the Nightcap. Welcome back to the Indeed.com studio. Resumes are good. Resumes with an Indeed skills test are better. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. It's just gone final game two of a doubleheader. Bases loaded for the Mets, but they don't get a run home as Will Smith able to close the door. So the Braves salvage uh, the twin bill and uh, take the nightcap. one nothing in the second game to make... Mr. Parle's very happy. We still have a no-hitter to keep you updated on. A combined no-no uh, being worked in Baltimore right now. But tomorrow night, Jeff, we get game two of the Western Conference final. And it is the Suns taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi Leonard ruled out already. Marcus Morris dealing with a right knee injury. Uh, his status up in the air. And let's bring in Kyle Goon, who I, I think is doing a little moonlighting covering the, the team who also plays in Staples. Normally we have him on to talk Lakers, but he lives in L.A. and he's a basketball writer. So we said, you know what? Let's have him on to talk some Clippers, too. And, Kyle, I imagine we might slip in a, uh, a question or two about the Lakers. But, um what is the latest with the injury situation? We know Kawhi's out for game two. Doesn't seem likely we'll see him uh, really at all this postseason if they advance on. But what about Marcus Morris? What have you been hearing about Marcus Morris? Yeah, as of today, uh, Marcus Morris is undecided uh, for, for tomorrow's game, uh, which, as, as you just kind of mentioned, uh, hey, like the Clippers are kind of getting short on that wing depth. And, and, you know, especially at that forward position, when you look at what's happened to Kawhi, as you just mentioned, no timeline for his return right now. Um, uh, Marcus Morris, um, who's been arguably their, their second most important scorer uh, and, at times. And then uh, Serge Ibaka, who hasn't played at all this postseason and won't play again after having back surgery. So they're starting to feel the burn of losing some of those guys, having to play guys like DeMarcus Cousins a little longer. Um, and, and finding roles for them, even though maybe they wouldn't have anticipated that uh, with a healthy roster coming in the postseason. So, yeah, it's, they, they, they're losing guys who can hit buckets. They're losing guys who can play um, sort of those hybrid forward center roles um, and getting a little thin in, in the tooth right now. Kyle, just what was, what was your biggest takeaway from Phoenix's winning game one? Gosh, I mean, Devin Booker is just, a superstar, isn't he? And and mm-hmm. and I took that away from the Lakers series, but I mean, this postseason, Devin Booker has met every expectation I had, and and kind of blown past it, really. Um, you know, he he's played great, but he also he he's not just hitting shots; he just has this great sense of pace. He knows how to play double teams, uh, even though you know I know he's been teased about that for years about that video that came out uh, about <laughs> double teams from Devin Booker. But, you know, he, he just has this sense of timing. He knows how to draw guys to him. He knows how to attack which teams to attack in double teams. Um, he can hit from various mid-range spots. So even if you chase him off the three-point line, you're not taking away um, a lot for him. So he's, he's so aggressive, but has just this great rhythm and feel. So even in a game where Chris Paul uh, is not able to play, 
um, he really has a sense of control that you just can't shake. Yeah, Chris Paul also rolled out for this game. Right now, Suns a five-and-a-half-point favorite heading into tomorrow night with the status of, of Marcus Morris up in the air uh, for that game. And we know Kawhi Leonard also out. We're chatting with Kyle Goon. Follow him on Twitter, at Kyle Goon, part of the Southern California News Group. And um, I have been critical of, and I'm not the only one, of Ty Lue's rotations. And it... It's, it's hard to fathom a guy who just dropped 39 points in a game seven was out of the rotation per Ty Lue eight days prior to that. So what have you made of Ty Lue? Because, you know, look, I'll give him credit, too. They, they made the right adjustments against the Mavericks. They made the right adjustments uh, in the series against Utah. But what have you made overall uh, of the way Ty Lue has, has coached so far in this postseason? Well, First of all, with Terrence Mann, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't think Terrence Mann saw 39 points coming out of there. Uh, uh, you know, there was a play where in game six where Rudy Gobert has been criticized because Terrence Mann has taken a three from the corner and he and Rudy's standing there watching from near the basket. And, you know, ex- before that game, if you had told Rudy, hey, let Terrence Mann take the open shot, that's not a crazy suggestion. So. I think you're just seeing a guy who's answering the bell a little bit, um, who has been making great plays defensively, hustle plays, um, knows how to get in guys, uh, and then just got hot at the right time when the team needed him. Um, And, you know, overall in the big picture, the fact that we are talking about Ty Lue making rotation changes is – is stark, right? I mean, compared to last year when Doc Rivers says, um, you know, and, and no offense, Montrez Harrell, but hey, I'm going to play Montrez Harrell and we're going to go down swinging against Nikola Jokic. I mm-hmm. mean, it just did not work. And you actually see in Philadelphia, Doc Rivers kind of stick, sticking by his rotations uh, with Dwight Howard and Tobias Harris. And guess what? It did not work. Nope. So I think the fact that Ty is able to, to pull any strings at all kind of shows the growth uh, in, in Clipperland, so to speak. Um, you know, these things are complicated. Guys like Rajon Rondo, guys like DeMarcus Cousins, they're proud guys. They're, they tend to be, you know, vocal guys in the locker room, and you got to keep them engaged. And so this stuff is not – this stuff does not happen in a vacuum. And then guys like Terrence Mann, it, Terrence Mann has never done this before. Um, so it's, it's cool to kind of see so many, really across the league, so many of the young guys stepping up and being integral parts of a big playoff wins. And I think, you know, it, it definitely is a little bit of a trick to, to trust a guy like that if you're Ty Lue, but the fact that he has courage to, to give him some run, I think speaks a lot to the growth of this Clippers team. Kyle, just uh, obviously Paul George is, uh, has been significantly better uh, these last few games, uh, even in that loss. You don't in, say, huh? Yeah, I just <laughs> – just, just slightly, Kyle. Just what, what's been the biggest thing that with you watching him every day now, just for his approach, just from what it was in, that, in the disaster start to this postseason to these last few games where uh, he looks like Indiana Paul George again? Yeah, actually, it was funny. Uh, I was off, off duty for game five, but I happened to be watching with someone who covered Paul George in Indiana, and, and she said, you know, he's, he's starting to look a little bit more like himself. I, I think a little bit paradoxically, um, the injury to Kawhi kind of 
put it on him, and he realized, hey, there's nobody to defer to. There's no kind of, um, you know, politics to play. I'm not passing it off. I'm the guy. Um, and somehow the way Paul George's brain works, uh, for better or for worse, I think that sense of freedom kind of gave him sort of the lift he needed to, to play like he did in game five. I mean, really a must-win game for the Clippers uh, who had not won in Utah against a really hostile crowd. Um, so I think Paul George is just playing for himself. He's not trying to be deferential to Kawhi. He's not um, trying to play out of his game a little bit. Um, you know, we've seen him uh, kind of crash and burn inexplic- inexplicably in postseason since those Indiana days when we all forget that, uh, hey, he, he led those Pacers to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals, Frank Vogel will tell you. So it's it's just kind of interesting how it, we, we see him as sort of the, the number two, but he's when he's asked to be a number one, he, he still can find a way to raise his game and actually plays a lot better than he was at times as, as Kawhi's wingman. You can follow Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Goon. It covers the Lakers and doing some coverage of the Clippers right now. The Lakers have been eliminated. Clippers still around. Game two tomorrow night. Kyle also, Jeff, a Terp from Maryland. Yep. And, uh, Kevin Herter. What did you think of, of my guy? I'm not a Terp. Aaron Oster, our producer, is, but I'm a ginger. I you knew know? you were going to bring this team, up, and I'm so happy. Kyle, Team <laughs> I Ginger. I knew you guys were going to bring this up. Team Ginger was cheering very proudly for for our guy yesterday, but you, I'm sure, uh, you know, MVP of the NBA Finals. You know what? What should we expect from Kyle uh, from uh, from Mr. Herder moving forward? Forward. I'm sorry. Do you mean Red Velvet? That's right, Red yeah, Velvet, baby. You gotta, you gotta call him the proper name. Top five nickname in the NBA. <laughs> Look, I mean, well, okay. So, so I, I have to say, a lot of the young guys have surprised me this year with their poise and, and uh, maybe not so much any two teams as, as the Hawks and Suns. Um, I, I just like Kevin Herter's game. He just can hit a lot of different shots. And of course he's a role player. I mean, I don't think we should view him any differently um, than that right now, but he's sort of like a clay Thompson light, you know, a, a very, very light, uh, light skin, clay Thompson, uh, if you will. Uh, but it's just, he, he really has a sense of pace and can hit from, from a lot of different places, can make his own shot. And, um, yeah, I, I just like the maturity he showed in a tough environment in Philadelphia. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, I was, I was kind of cheering on the Terps. I had no rooting interest in the team, but, hey, I'll cheer on a Terp, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, among my college friends, we were discussing, hey, is Kevin Herter the best uh, Maryland Terrapin? since uh, Stevie franchise, but maybe maybe that's not a discussion for your listeners. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, Kyle, I, we, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. We'll, we'll, we'll channel it for, for another time because uh, certainly this offseason will be an interesting one in Lakerland, but uh, enjoy the rest of the postseason and uh, covering the Clippers. They've got them right where they want them. They'll lose game two, and then they'll find a way to win this series. <laughs> it's It's been weird, hasn't it? I, I don't know what to make of it. They're a weird team, but... Uh, it, it, it is kind of interesting to see them starting to fill some of their potential that I think we all knew they had two years ago. Yeah, there's no doubt. Kyle, great stuff, man. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. There he is. Kyle Goon covers the Lakers normally, but also getting a little clipper action. And he's the basketball co- bat reporter. He wants to cover some basketball. Same building. Yeah. Same commute as it yeah, would be exactly. for Lakers games. Just get down to the Staples Center. 
Let's look at watch a different team. We'll talk to uh, Eric Eager. Got a lot of questions percolating. I've wrote them on the wrote them on the old legal pad here. Got some preparation. Easy for me to say. And I don't I don't know what that means, but uh, Jeff Jeff Parles is ooing and on. We'll tell you why next here on the Nightcap. (laughs) 